Hello everyone and welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on March 16th of 2022, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to, as usual, talk about some of the stuff we've been watching on Toonami and elsewhere of the anime variety. So, um, right, I don't think they made any, um announcements or anything that would warrant discussion did they i haven't seen any if there were any okay all right good let me just take one quick um glance look yeah it looks like it's so, okay um so now that we've gotten that there is um oh wait it looks like there is something um they're airing something called the re turn it looks like it's some i don't um it, it looks like it's just like one of those like uh shortened um uh things um that they like they, uh, um yeah it looks like it's just one of those shortened um things they they sometimes show like you know that uh that that i don't even know what it's called but that thing where they always are calling um you know the stuff where the, everything is in Japanese and they have the English subtitles and it's about Tom. Uh huh. So yeah, we've gotten um that, and so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I just I just referred to that as the tomfoolery. <laughs> that's that's very good. Yeah, just something they're doing at midnight apparently this Saturday. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Hopefully it'll be decent, and hopefully it'll be in English because the fact that the what you call the tomfoolery, the fact they just do it with the Japanese audio and the English subtitles. I'm like, okay, I guess it's kind of like you know a certain charm, but it also means that I don't really pay much attention to it usually. <laughs> well, that's more attention than I give it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll begin. Uh, Shenmue, episode 6. Uh, so, in this episode, he's made it to Hong Kong! Yay! It took him five episodes. Or four <laughs> episodes, I guess, because he was trying to get to it starting in episode 2. But, anyway, so what happens? Well, he makes it to Hong Kong. Uh, then he gets, which is explicitly stated to be... Uh, uh, shortly before it was turned back over to China, if it matters. Uh, mm -hmm. Then he gets robbed by some people, but then uh, um, but then runs into someone who's able to help him out, and he's able to get the stuff uh, back. He also uh, does a bunch of training at some temple place because he needs to talk to someone, which uh, I can't remember their name, but after doing training and stuff that... Uh, might have been more interesting in the interesting in the game. He finds out, oh, the person who I was looking for is actually this girl who was I just thought was a random person at the uh, temple. And mm -hmm. uh, yep, that's basically the episode when you get down to it. Yeah, like in Pokemon games, anytime you run into some random person, they always turn out to be either a gym leader or the champion, someone important. And, so that that's kind of what that reminded me of. Uh, I actually thought this was a good episode, probably the best so far. Like it, at least had me interested in the game. I mean, I, in the show, but uh, half my interest or half the show, 
I was just interested to try to figure out when this game was based, and then you said you figured it out. So, um, uh, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, well, they just come out and tell you. It's mm-hmm. uh, so you. Can, I mean, it's still a little vague. He just says we'll be changing over soon. So it's sometime. It's presumably not more than a year before that. Although the game itself came out, I think two years after uh, China took Hong Kong back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just reminded me of when um, there's this like kind of cool map that uh, my family has and it's just kind of hanging up and I was just looking at it I was wondering when was this map from and I was trying to figure it out and I was looking at all this like this list of all like the changes that happened you know in countries like when some when the capital of a country was changed or when the capital uh like name was changed and then I was actually able to figure out like a span of six months that it was made in <laughs> so that was uh that was something I guess um Anything else to say about that? Yeah, I agree. This was the best episode so far. It was more interesting. Although, when you say when you've random people being like important gym leader, are you talking about the games or the car- anime? Games, yeah, the okay. games. Yeah, because that might have been a little true in some episodes of the anime, but there's so much filler as it goes on that mm-hmm. most of the time they are just random people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Then we've got Attack on Titan episode 80. So we um, find, so what happens here is we end up with, uh, okay, so first we get a big flashback of, from Ymir, as in the original Ymir, not, not the Ymir that we knew before who left with Rainer and Bert Holt and then got um, killed. It's why did they, I know that the one we knew is named after the original Emir, but it just makes talking about them so confusing. Mm-hmm. Why, why at least like you can say they're named after it. If you just change them slightly, why, like one could have been Ymir and the other could have been like, you know, spelled with an E instead or something. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we find out about her and how she got the power of the, the Titans when she went into this one tree, uh, thing, uh, and, um, and a bunch of stuff, basic, and, uh, you know, how the ti- power of the Titans got passed down because of the, f- uh, by, like, her offspring eating her after she died? I, I guess that works. Um, basically we just get a big flashback about her and, uh, such, and of course she dies in the flashback, because that's the rules for flashbacks. Right. Well, not that you necessarily die in the flashback, but you get the big flashback and then you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and since this was uh, so far in the past, they had to obligatory. They had to make it obligatory by her dying in the flashback itself. But then she's actually not. Maybe I think she's only mostly dead because she's still in this weird plane where Aaron and Zeke are. Zeke gets her to um, go towards the thing and start with the euthanasia, which is actually sterilization again. Uh, I don't think I'll have to be making that correction now because that's basically over with. Except Aaron convinces her to not do it and to join with him. And so, yeah, so it seems like Aaron's gotten all the stuff ready. He's uh, breaking the Titans out of the walls. And then he um, says, oh, yeah, by the way, everyone, I think I'll just destroy the rest of the world. <laughs> 
Uh, it's one of the, it's a pretty big case. Uh, I, I like this phrase, but this is one case where it's especially apt. That escalated quickly. So, um, yeah, so, uh, that was the episode. I, I guess, uh, the flashback stuff, it's one of those cases where you think, well, maybe we didn't need to spend this much time on it. I guess there's some interesting stuff there, if you remember things, like the daughters being the names of the walls, but, uh, it is another case of, well, if you're not really paying attention to the lore of Attack on Titan, this whole thing is going to be really confusing. Yeah, I think it tries too hard at being mysterious and surprising and having shock value. I think it's just it's trying too hard with it. And it's like, you know, we just want to see these characters interact. We don't really care about who was named after what and all this crap. Like, it, the show was so much more exciting whenever it was just people trying to take down titans and then now it has to be all this convoluted stuff reminds me of that uh that one show uh popular show on abc where it was like originally about a plane crash on an island and then it got into all these convoluted things so that the end of the show had such a dissatisfying ending that most people who saw it hated the ending. So that that's kind of the way I feel about Attack on Titan. So yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's yeah, my mom she was a big fan of Lost and uh she mm -hmm. didn't care for the ending. I, I don't know specifically what she disliked about it, if it was the same general things other people did, but yeah, I know I know at least one person who was really into <laughs> Lost and then uh didn't care for the ending. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but at least we are def. I will say one thing definitely. At least it is pretty clear where we are going now with the episode. I, I, we seem to be done with all like this sort of, uh, I guess mysticism stuff. And now we're just like, <laughs> okay, Aaron's got a zillion Titans at his disposal. He's going to send them off to, um, destroy the rest of the world so that everyone in the island can live in uh, peace and not be threatened by them. Okay, we got we we know what's <laughs> happening now. We've got a direction. Okay. One thing I did want to mention, uh, quick: the part where you see Ymir in the flashback, where she goes into, where she sees that sort of like tree, and she goes into it, and that's where she gets all the Titan stuff. Just remember that one note because it actually there's something that happens at. The, like the very end of the series, it will make no sense if you don't know if you don't remember that bit. Okay, remind me of it again. It's when she, uh, when when she like finds that tree, that sort of hollow tree, and she goes into it, and that's where she finds like the powers, gets the powers of the titans, and that like you know starts to set off everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, or, or maybe not. That was part of like so when the original manga ended, it ended. Well, I, you know, it was an ending, and then they added, like, some extra pages to it, which, uh, and those last pages, which include a reference to that thing, were, like, really controversial, and a lot of people really disliked them. Mm -hmm. It's, 
if I can put it into perspective, did I, did I meant, uh, dang, I feel, I feel like I mentioned this before and I'm going to feel silly if I repeat it, but it's like if the original ending was the last Jedi in which you had a lot of people who really didn't care for it, uh, like you, for example, um, <laughs> and, uh, you had some people that were saying, no, it was actually uh decent. It was going for, you know, these things and it was interesting and a bunch of people in the middle ground like the point of it being controversial with some people liking it some people really disliking it then the extra stuff they added to it was basically rise of skywalker where it man where it managed to suddenly satisfy neither the haters nor the lovers of of the last jedi at least in terms of reaction we'll see what what it does maybe the anime will do stuff differently but uh yeah teasing stuff uh aside uh, I guess we'll move on word. So we get assassination class room episode 34 more tests. So we have a big thing where to, where they get to the final problem and it's all difficult and it's between karma and, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's the son of the principal and car and okay. So this is something that it, the, because it, it does not make much sense in the anime, it makes a little more sense in the manga, where it's basically a case of the problem seems complicated, but it's actually simple, and Karma's able to uh, realize that because he makes a connection between, you know, him making friends with the rest of the class or whatever, um, whereas the other guy doesn't realize that and runs out of time before he can solve it. It's one of those, uh, those things where... If you can look back at the problem and compare it to what they're saying, it makes a bit more sense. But the anime only shows it briefly at the start, and so you don't have that opportunity. So it's just like these people saying all this stuff, and it see it makes about as much sense as when you know, uh, like that stuff in the fourth Evangelion movie, where suddenly, like they, someone like goes, uh, "Gendo, you have the key of Nebuchadnezzar." And I'm just like, and everyone, you're just thinking, what in the world is that? That's never been mentioned. What? <laughs> uh, but anyway, because of that, Carm manages to take first place. The uh, class uh, E does great on the exams. The principal guy's all annoyed, so he challenges Kuro Sensei to this sort of weird, I won't even um, challenge thing where he has to try to solve these tests. Um, things quickly before like the the grenades that have the things that like would uh, hurt him go off before they kill him or something I won't go into the specifics but that's basically where we are at the end mm-hmm. uh, yeah so I don't know I kind of liked it but at the same time I feel this was a case where I had a better understanding of it because it just the manga format made it more comprehensible. When it's the anime, it really just does feel like the characters explaining the um, problem just is like just a bunch of cases where you just think, uh, I guess that worked then. At least we, we do move into something more uh, like related to the overall plot at the end. Uh-huh. Okay. So, move on? Yeah. Okay. So, we've got Made in Abyss, Episode 9. So, uh, Rico and Reg have uh, 
God or Reg, which one is it? I can't remember. Um, but he, but they go down. They're continuing to go down the abyss. They encounter a bunch of words that that sound like. Oh, sorry, they encounter a bunch of enemies uh, like monsters that sound like they were taken from that Jabberwock poem. Like like Bandersnatch or a uh, Jabber. Walk or Jub Jub, like all, none of those would feel out of hand with the names of things like Madoka Jack. <laughs> um. So they man. So basically, they managed to get through it. Uh, all through some efforts. There's um, a bit where Rico gets some hallucinations. I'm. I think that's because that was supposed to be the Curse of the Abyss thing. Because if you go upward. When she was walking up a slope, that starts to affect you, or I think that was it. Uh, then they end up managing to get, so they get through all that, and then they they end up going to the fourth layer. So the numbers yeah. are going up. And um, I felt this was a fairly good episode, and um, had me pretty interested in the show for once. So I'll give it that. Um, Will it make my top three? We'll have to see. But it it was actually beginning to uh, begin to get to the beginning here, you know, and maybe we're past the beginning. <laughs> and now we are finally into the abyss. <laughs> I hope so. But which, of course, always brings up the question, which I will have this question for the rest of my life. And here it is. Where was the abyss in Tales of the Abyss? <laughs> was it... Wasn't there some part where they went down, like, into the ground for something? Was that supposed to be the abyss, maybe? Or am I just, like, going looking too far into something that was probably just an arbitrary name? Yeah, I... I... I think you you told me one time that the name was like chosen for some other reason. I forget now. Oh well. Yep. I think the the issue I have right now is that the series doesn't seem to have much of a sort of it needs more connections between Things. Because so far, it's kind of once they started going down, it's like okay, they encounter this, they deal with it, they encounter this, they deal with it, they encounter this. It's been so much of that, and there's not really that much of a connection between all of them, a real thread. It seems a lot of this could have just a bit and like just done in a different order, and it wouldn't have changed much. Uh, so there's that, I guess. Um, but it does seem like we are moving forward a bit. And setting aside that, this was a more interesting episode than most of the previous ones. So, yeah. Alright, so we get One Piece. Episodes 531 and 500... Uh, sorry, 531 and 532. So, we've got... So, the characters go to the banquet, except they end up not actually getting uh, the banquet because after Neptune and uh, gets told about the uh, 
prophecy about Luffy, or actually I think the prophecy was just a man with a straw hat destroying the place. So, I mean, that could be anyone. <laughs> that could be, uh, that could be, does Shank still wear the straw hat? I know he gave, I know he gave it to Luffy, like, at the start of the series, but I can't remember if he's still wearing it or not. But, anyway, uh, because of that, they decide, well, maybe we should, uh, take these uh, guys, uh, you know, uh, like, under guard for a while, and it wasn't just that. There's some other reason they wanted to do it, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, in the meantime, Luffy has just wandered off because he was so hungry and was trying to find food. And he ends up uh, finding the, um, what's her, what's her name? Like, Neptune's daughter, who is gigantic, for the record, um, this mermaid. And uh, Luffy just kind of spends some time with her. And, uh, and you know, because she's kind of basically been stuck in that room because of fear of that guy who wanted to both marry her and kill her, which did give a good line from Luffy where he says, huh, usually it's one or the other. Um, anyway, and Luffy's like saying, well, hey, why don't we go someplace or something to do uh, that? And, like, hey, there's something you want to do, right? Let's go, let's sneak out and do it, or says something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's those were the episodes. How much padding do you think there was this week? Uh, I mean, a decent amount. It's, <laughs> I, 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 like, each of these episodes, I think, comprised about one chapter of the manga. And for reference, you're... It depends on the show and the manga, obviously. Some manga, you can fit more stuff into each episode. But, like, I remember Naruto, well, like, would usually put two chapters into an episode, for example. So, these, and that was already going a little slower than a lot of stuff nowadays, where you're often seeing, like, three or even four chapters in an episode. So, yeah, so this is definitely going pretty slowly. It's it's not... It's not. I don't think they necessarily like add stuff. It's just that they make sure that stuff takes longer. Yeah. So uh, all we need is for Luffy to build a spear bomb, and that ought to allow the manga enough time to catch up. <laughs> yeah. It's like people always complain about filler, but the thing about filler, at least, is that you. It's that it means that when you're in the actual canon stuff, that that's paced better. One Piece just, at some point, it seems they decided we won't do filler arcs, we'll just do a bunch of padding instead. And while I guess it does mean you don't have completely pointless episodes like you do it to filler, it also means that it gets, that when you're, you, it's even harder to enjoy the stuff that, you know, when it is in the actual canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, once again, not the worst thing that we're getting two episodes because that uh, because yeah, it feels means, like one. It feels yeah, like one. Yeah, exactly. It? it feels like one because it in mo in other shows they would be one episode. <laughs> I mean, the ideal thing would just be for One Piece to do what you know stuff like My Hero Academia does and just take a break. Um. Uh, and be seasonal, but I, I mean, it's popular, so they just keep doing it each week. That's that's the uh, that's the way they do it. Mm -hmm. What episode number is this again? 
Uh, these were 531 and 532. Okay. Okay. After that, we move into Bo 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 episode 13, where they, uh, where the gang has decided to split up and look for for clues. Uh, basically, they just get into their own well, well, you use the phrase tomfoolery, <laughs> uh, with Don Patch meeting this weird, like evil um, six that used <laughs> to be a. Uh, C or was it a no it was originally a U and wanted to be a C but then ended up becoming a 6. <laughs> <laughs> there's that uh there's that bit there was also the weird bit where Bobo rides a monkey train that was probably the funniest part of the episode. Um that uh also where they go where Bobo and Don Patch end up riding this roller coaster and doing a lengthy rap. And uh, then they manage to just kind of regroup with Beauty and try to find Gasser, and they find him in the sort of haunted house area. And that's our episode. My favorite part was the three plus three equals six or seven or eight part. <laughs> that was that was really good. Mm. That was really funny. And it looked like they they actually stayed a little more towards the Japanese language for that part. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Um, I have to give it that. So yeah. <laughs> the, my, I didn't, my problem was that the whole roller coaster rap thing that went on way too long. Oh, uh -huh. it was, I remember, cause I checked when this was original, when this was originally aired on TV, they cut down on that was they cut down on that you know for time to make room for more commercials obviously but and that like made it flow better here it just went on much longer and i was like oh you're kind of overdoing the joke mm -hmm. okay not as much as they overdid that joke the other episode the uh, <laughs> fart one <laughs> honk 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 smells good smells good yeah <laughs> yeah this one yeah Although that one, I don't know, that was just so bizarre, I still kind of liked it. Alright, so, guess it's on episode 13. What do you want to do with the show? Do you want to keep going, or, or what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts? Um, I mean, it does have its moments where it's funny. On the other hand, I tend to uh, lose interest a little more often than I do with other shows just because I know that all I'm missing is a joke and I'm not really missing any uh, real plot. So sometimes that causes me to uh, not pay as close attention as I would to a show that I don't even like as much like Attack on Titan. I don't like Attack on Titan, but I do pay more attention because I know that things that are happening are important, whereas Bobo Bo, it's kind of like you're just here for the jokes and, you know. Uh, do I want to continue with it? I, I could go either way, really. So... You know, if if you 
want us to continue with it, I can I can go on with it, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, we let's keep going um for it for now because uh w- one of the reasons especially is because. It wasn't until when it was originally aired on like episode 18 or something. I have to look back at my collection to be sure. But at that point, I made sure to start. I was deciding, oh, man, I really like this show. I'm going to make sure I keep every episode for posterity. So I started making sure to record them and then transfer them onto my computer if I wanted to watch them again. So mm-hmm. the stuff before that, I really haven't watched again. And we're still in that part. So, yeah, I would like to at least be going until we get to that uh, point. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll keep going with Bobo for now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It it is that is something that I that keeps happening with these episodes. Is that you get some really funny stuff, and then you get some stuff that's just much more tedious. Yeah. All right. So we got a sentence of a bookworm episode eleven. So. We find out that uh, mine survived the 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 thing, the the devouring attack because she had that bracelet on because the bracelet protects you, and we get some more info dump about it. Basically, you to survive it, you have to make a contract with a noble or something because that will let them absorb the magic or something like that. The fever. Something really complicated convoluted <laughs> the, the important thing is you need to make a contract with a noble for or, or something um and then it's like oh are you going to do that well if you do that you won't you it's weird because it makes it it's like this big decision of oh do i do this or do i stick with my family and i'm thinking i mean even if you move to the noble district you can still visit them Right, and pl- but not only that, that's not her family, you know. Like these are people who see just kind of, uh, you know, I you would think she wouldn't have such a big attachment to them, given that she was never actually born through them. You know what I mean? But yeah, I understand what you're saying, and um, I I think it's more or less that the whole concubine thing where it's like you don't want to essentially be like a sex slave to some noble person and that's why she's making that stand which you know i'm fine with but it does seem kind of silly that the only way to be cured from the devourer is to basically sell your body to a noble person that that doesn't make much sense to me well to I, that was how Frida was going to um, do it. She had made some arrangement that she would become someone's concubine when he was when she was older or, or something. That was just her specifically. I don't think that was necessarily what it would be for mine. The, the point was that she would have to find some kind of agreement with a noble. Um, not necessarily that. Actually, that brings up some um, some questions about, oh, like, because, but Frida's like, like, how old is she? I, I think she's about the same age as mine, maybe a year older. So she would have been, let's see, mine, is mine six or seven? I can't, because I, th- didn't they see the bap, they do the baptism thing at seven? 
and she was going to get that soon, and I think Frida was there. I don't know. It seems weird to be making decision agreements for someone to become a concubine at some point in the future when they're still so young, because this is like a medieval society. People, like, kids can die all the time, I assume. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine someone like the, the noble's like, okay, I will do all this stuff for you if they are in my concubine. Except then they just die before. And they're like, well, that was a lot of money I lost. I'm not sure if uh, by concubine they necessarily mean, like, yeah, that's a little weird the way they um, that they specify that. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to entail here. But... Yeah, and then you've got the baptism thing, which apparently doesn't really do anything. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like a baptism in the local mega churches <laughs> because they believe that baptism does nothing. So, <laughs> so I guess that's the type of baptism we're getting in uh, a sense of bookworm, except there's no water involved at all. And it's, or not that I'm sure of. Yeah, it it, it, like I mentioned that before. They call it a baptism, but it's got nothing to do with the actual like baptism, like word. Like no, no, there's no water involved at all, or any. It doesn't seem to like even be a real just thing. It's like they just took something and just put a random word onto it. It it, this seems more like like a, a. like a bar mitzvah or, yeah, or bat like mitzvah that. or something. Uh, it, it like, like if you want like, even if they wanted to pick a religious term, like confirmation would make, would fit better. Yeah. It would at least fit better, even though it w- still wouldn't be accurate, but it at least make a little more sense. Yeah. Um, so, there because and that would be like the actual i think um age that people would be more closer to confirm because if in terms of baptism typically if it's a group that does infant baptism obviously that's as an infant and if they do it when they're older i think that's typically more when someone's like you know at least in their um uh teens or an adult not you know 7 right exactly so but i mean we're I, I doubt when the author picked that they probably just like wa- just wanted to pick a random you, you, like uh like thing it, like it's something you see in a bunch of Japanese things because Christianity is a very is a minority religion in Japan a, a lot of times they just like have some vague idea about something and just kind of you know toss it in like like you saw a lot of that in Evangelion where they just take like you know christian or jewish um like phrases and just kind of toss them on to something like the key of nebuchadnezzar <laughs> the key of nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah, that was just like that's like the ultimate case of just randomly having it and it's even supposed to be a plot point because it like makes gendo survive being shot or something mm-hmm. it's yeah anyway so so yeah, it was ascendance. I mean, we got information. It's at least moving some uh, place. Um, so yeah, it, it was okay, I guess. Even if it does mm-hmm. like did leave me with all these questions. Okay, so that was ascendance of a bookworm. 
Then we've got Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works episodes 13 and 14. So, what we've got in these um, two episodes are, uh, let's see. So, uh, so Caster's uh, captured Saber and uh, has decided um, to... So not in in what is what probably the most fan service scene we've seen so far in this series, because not only is Saber in like a bo in bondage, she's also like wearing like it's not like a fan service outfit, but it's definitely you you know like more exposed than normal. So I was just like, okay, well I guess this was uh this was for like the fetish stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no doubting that. <laughs> yeah, the the only uh the only one that was that was like uh time that it seemed to really be going for fan service was I think an episode or two ago where where uh, Reen was like uh in the bathroom in this towel, but that one was still like you know there, but that but this one like felt like it was going way more you know yeah. in your face. Yeah. Um, so we get that, uh, Archer and, um, let's see, Archer and Reen go to try to defeat Caster and rescue, uh, Saber, but Archer, um, decides, uh, eh, screw, screw, uh, I'll just, I'm just going to side with, uh, Caster, I guess. Mm -hmm. So after, um, Reen curses his, um, inevitable but sudden betrayal, uh, Shiro, like, uh, met, like, basically helps rescue her from the situation, and they get out. So, then they're thinking about what to do, because neither of them have their, um, servant anymore, so, uh, so it's suggested, hey, remember Ilya? She was, like, in this show, right? Maybe we mm -hmm. should talk with her. <laughs> so, they go to do that. Um, they head over to her mansion, uh, but in the meantime, uh, Shinji and, uh, I, is Gilgamesh supposed to be Ryder? They never specify if that, that's like his class, uh, now, because he was archering Fate Zero, but, and here he's a replacement for Ryder, so I assume he would have to be Ryder, is that is that what we're supposed to do? I don't know if they've ever said like you know what his actual uh, class is specifically. Well, anyway, he decides to um, attack and uh, seems to kill one of Ilya's servants. Who Ilya gets really angry and sends Berserker after uh, them. Uh, in the meantime, oh, in the meanwhile, we get a big flashback of Caster. Uh, it turns out the person that she was summoned by originally was a complete idiot. Uh, so, um, so she basically kills him and mm -hmm. that's how she ended. And then she ended up being, um, like kind of taken in by, I can't remember his name, but the teacher who's now her master and now they're working, uh, together. I think the point of that was to try to give her more of a sympathetic back, uh, story because, you know, the original, uh, Summoner was well. He was stupid, but he was also a really big jerk too. Um, and of course, since we got the big flashback, she'll probably die in a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, the second episode with 
the whole flashback I wasn't really into, but I really enjoyed the first episode and the entire uh, Rin and Shiro romantic scene. I thought that was really good. And <laughs> yeah, I think they did a really good job with that. that. That was fantastic. That was my favorite part of the week. Second episode, though, did not go as planned. It was just kind of, eh, you know, it was there. But the first one I really liked. I just want to know if we're ever going to see Caster without that hood in this series. <laughs> I know you see her without it in the Heaven's Feel movies, but I don't know if we see it in if we get to see her without it in this series. But yeah, like I met, like I mentioned, the original summoner for her was just really dumb. Like he's thinking, "Uh oh, she might back. Uh, she might betray me. I'll use my command seal to force her to never use her noble phantasm on him. On, uh, sorry, on me. That's what he's thinking. And I'm just thinking, why not just order her to never attack you? <laughs> like that, that. That's like basically ordering um someone, hey, you will never shoot me. And they're thinking, okay, I can just, like, stab you. <laughs> I mean, if I was doing that, I would have said that. No, I would have been sure and said, uh, like, you will not attack me nor um, order anyone to attack me. That would pro that, that seems to cover the bases. Now, I'm sure there's, like, still some loopholes, but it would at least show some level of smarts rather than just, like, I, you will not attack me with this one very specific weapon. <laughs> Okay, and yes, and it is established, I don't know if we said before, but yes, she is Medea, uh, that's M-E-D-E-A, uh, M-E-D-E-A, not M-A-D-E-A, that's Medea, that's like the Tyler Perry character, who I kept <laughs> thinking, was, that's what I kept thinking this was, I kept thinking Medea, and I'm looking it up, and I'm like, wait, that's not her, what's, oh, it's Medea, not Medea. Okay. All right, so that was Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. We got two episodes again, and they were pretty good. Yep. And I guess it's time. We, we forgot to do our top threes last week. So um, I might as well just throw mine in here just for the heck of it. Um yeah, it was just Fate Stay Night in the first two spots and Ascendance of a Bookworm in third place. Now, for this week, yes, it is Fate Stay Night in first, but it only gets one episode in this week, only that first episode. Ascendance of a Bookworm gets second place, and yes, it finally made it. Shenmue makes it into third place and gets its first ever appearance in the top three so congratulations to Senmu on its bronze medal uh, we'll see if it can improve from that and make it any higher okay well as for me well man I feel maybe I should be putting um I I in order so that we're both doing it the same way, it might be good if I were to rank by individual episodes, but I just feel like if I were to do that, then Fate Stay, that would just make it so Fate Stay and I was perpetually taking up two slots for me instead of just one. 
mm-hmm. because this would have been because it would have ta- taken up two slots this week and last week. Which, for the record, if I was doing just one slot last week, it would have been Unlimited Blade Works, Assassination Classroom, then Boba Bo. I made sure to write that down. For this week, though, I will well surprise, surprise. Uh, Unlimited Blade Works gets first place. After that, though, I think I would put. Let's see. I would put Attack on Titan after it, actually, and then Bo Bo Bo. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's our uh, shows. Anything to um, anything notable to discuss? Uh, no, I, I haven't uh, succeeded yet with the Ainami Raising Project. Mm-hmm. As uh, we talked about off the show last week, was that I was trying to go back to the Ainami Raising Project English version and trying to get a different ending than just that <laughs> fast food ending. And, wow, I got the fast food ending again. So, um... It's, it's a kind of Moe ending. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's cute, but I want a different ending. I don't want to get the same ending every single time. So next time I play it, I'm, I've got some strategy guides I found on GameFAQs and, and other places. So I'm going to try harder and see if I can finally get a different ending. If I don't get one, then I'm going to wonder... Maybe this ROM that I'm using, there's some, there's a bug in the ROM and it won't let me get any other ending. Because other people who have played the English version, the only ending I've seen them get is the fast food ending. So it makes me wonder if there's something wrong with this particular ROM. It be, it's not the game itself, it's the, the ROM that was hacked to translate everything into English. So that's something I'm wondering about. And I guess I'll find out if I've spent a whole week trying to get Ainami to uh, do something else and she decides instead she's going to work at McDonald's, (laughs) then I'm going to be pissed off. I know there's a so-called the devil is a part-timer, but in this case, Ray Ainami is a part-timer. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's like a uh, anti-piracy measure. If you like <laughs> do that, then it'll always give you the fast food ending. <laughs> that actually reminds me of something I saw someone talk about. This is kind of funny. So uh, there's this game, I can't remember what it was, but it was... Uh, it was an older one at like from the time, you know, when people were using CDs and stuff for playing games and it, it's copy protection was you had to have the CD in your computer to play it. Okay. Annoying, but that's a thing. Then later on the company, uh, like, you know, put that in a bunch of their other older games on steam or whatever. The problem was with this game, it still required the CD and they apparently were unable or unwilling to like remove it themselves because apparently what they did was they just went online, found someone, some like patch someone made that like 
that like some pirate person made that removed that uh, copy protection and then just put it into the game and then that and then uploaded that patched version with like the pirate hack um for people to buy mm-hmm. people apparently caught it because they were able uh, I don't know because it was like shown in the source code or something. I can't remember the specifics. Look, maybe this was maybe this was wrong. I, this was just something I saw in a funny YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing to mention. Oh, might as well mention this. Uh, I think I should have mentioned this last week, but I forgot. Uh, Doctor Stone, the manga, it ended. It's over now. Mm. So yeah, we'll see how uh, if the anime ends up going through the whole thing as well. Yeah, I hope so. In, as far as an ending, I thought it was decent. I did see some people who weren't like completely satisfied with it, but I I thought it was decent. My biggest problem is the fact that th- no one ages in this series. Basically, the the um, it, it's like because it, it clearly because it straight up says like. Because there's a time jump, it goes like you know several years later. Oh, or don't whatever. don't spoil it. Don't oh, spoil I, I'm it. I, I'm not going to spoil anything other than the fact that there's a time jump. Um, that that that's it. And then, except every character looks exactly the same. There's there's like remember these are high schoolers, and there's no um change because I guess the artist didn't want to bother. But it's so weird to do that, and you're like, wow, everyone looks basically the same. So that was just my um note on that but i thought it was a decent ending and even if you weren't someone wasn't completely satisfied with it i mean i had some problems with the final arc but i still thought it was a satisfying ending uh yeah it it was decent certainly it it doesn't seem to have it's not like as good as like the ending of say maguchan god of destruction but neither was it something like uh like attack on titan where that the ending just like drove a a lot of people got really upset about it Okay. That's all um that's all I'll say. I won't spoil anything more. So, uh Okay, that's it then. We've mentioned that. After we finish with that, uh I guess we're done with the podcast. So, we will see you again next week. Okay. Bye.